welcome to another episode of the How Are You Really Feeling podcast. This is a podcast that celebrates Black mental health and promotes culturally sensitive therapy. I am your host, Precious. Thank you so much for tuning in. Through this podcast, I've been able to meet so many amazing people, and today's episode is no exception. That's right, earlier this year, I had the beautiful opportunity to chat with Boston's own Mercy D. Mercy's discography is absolutely insane. Her rhythm and rhyme are timeless. Her poetry and cadence remain unmatched. So keep listening for a behind-the-scenes look into her 2021 EP, Ooze, as well as how she congratulates herself, how she defines a win, and some of her favorite failures. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. As your host, I am not a medical or mental health professional. Always seek the advice of your physician or qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. If you are in a crisis, please contact your doctor or call 911 immediately. Help is available 24-7. I cannot wait for you to meet Mercy, so let's get started with the conversation. Mercy! I feel like the universe has mercy on me for allowing me to have you today. Like, I've been so looking forward to this conversation. I'm so thankful for your time. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And thank you for creating this space and this channel as a way for people to um, just talk and be. Thank you. Oh my gosh, no, of course. Thank you for being with me. Oh my God, we just created something, oh my God. Yes, okay. So let's go ahead and get started for our first question. It is the same as the title of this show. So Mercy, right here, right now in this moment, how are you really feeling? Right now in this moment, I'm feeling really good. Um, for me vanity really means a lot so when i'm able to like really like dress up and stuff like that i start to feel better um lately i've been like just like a roller coaster of emotions but today is a good day this moment is a good moment so i'm trying to take everything minute by minute moment by moment and just cherish you know those good feelings um so right now i'm feeling really good Oh, that is so wonderful to hear. No, I definitely agree. I'm feeling good now that we're here, we're talking, but I'm not going to lie. Like I've been feeling pretty lost over the past week. I guess Mm -hmm. there's just been so much going on in the news. And I I think 2020 taught us all about boundaries with the news. So I haven't been watching it every day, but it's been a little overwhelming, but I think I'm going to get through it. I think once it's a new week so I'm trying to incorporate some fresh energy so same same today I woke up and um I was just well one I took melatonin last night because I have not been sleeping well um but I took melatonin I got a full eight hours of sleep when I get a full eight hours of sleep like things work out and I got up really early and I was able to like start my day so yeah when I'm able to like you know the earlier I start the better my days go generally of course yes starting is so important beginnings are so important mm-hmm. having a routine is so important so oh I'm so happy that you're having a very peaceful day today 
Now we can see by your just iconic, beautiful background. There are things I personally, I believe you have a career, a music career that is flourishing, that will continue to flourish in the future. Definitely. There's been so many amazing things in the press going on. So <laughs> as you are hitting all of these monuments and chapter marks in your career, mm-hmm. what helps you feel celebrated? How do you congratulate yourself? Um, I usually congratulate myself by going out, having a good time, or like spending time with loved ones. Um, I love a good drink. I love a good um, dining experience. <laughs> um, that's like one of my favorite things to do, like go out to eat, go out to drink, get cute, um, or even like casual nights where I just want to like link up with my best friend and like go grab a drink. Um, those are always like celebratory moments for the both of us. Um, and also rest. Lately, I celebrate myself by resting. <laughs> um, I've been sleeping a lot during the day because I've been missing that at night. Um, so really celebration for me often looks like rest because um, my body be tired. <laughs> my body be tired. <laughs> so, you know, sleep is really important. Sleep is important. I was just about to ask like, yes, do you ever get tired? Like ever exhausted? Yeah. When you are tired, but you still have to kind of be on for whatever event you're about to perform, mm-hmm. do you feel like you're ever allowed to complain? Do you feel like you're ever ever able to show any of that? Or do you kind of have to, I guess, you know, be professional and kind of like mm-hmm. push it, push it aside? Like what do you what do you think? So I haven't performed live in I think like two years, which I miss it so much. I cannot wait for my first time back on stage. Um, But as far as, you know, the recent collaborations that I've had, the recent opportunities that I've had, I've been blessed to um, work with people who honor, you know, rest, especially like during the, like we're in the middle of a global pandemic. So like I've been blessed to work with people who, are understanding um, and who need rest themselves and who are vocal about needing rest. So that's been a blessing for me. Um, But there are moments where, you know, I feel like there's always moments personally where I'm like hard on myself because I'm like, you know, you have to, you have to like get this out or you have to do this, you have to do that. I was saying recently that, um, because I recorded something recently in the studio and it was just, it felt so good. And I was comparing it to um, when I recorded Ooze, um, which is my most recent EP. Um, and recording Ooze was very therapeutic too, but because it was a body of work, I felt very like, it was like office hours when I was in the studio, where I was like this passing that I recorded was just like fun. It's a freestyle. So it's like, you know, it's more therapeutic and it's more like liberating in a way. So, yeah. Oh, okay. See, that's what I was wondering about. Because I know over time, things can get repetitive. What you once loved is now your full-time job and it can get, uh, it can get like overwhelming if you can feel all the pressure, there are deadlines. So mm-hmm. I'm so glad that you're still able to experience that joy, that initial passion that first guided you to it in the first place. Definitely. Definitely. Yes. Okay. So how do you define a win? Like, do you only feel complete whenever a task is complete? Mm. Or are you able to 
detach from your to-do list and just kind of be satisfied with yourself however you are in any moment Mm. I want to work towards the latter (laughs) I'm working towards the latter um because I well I feel like I'm fresh out of college I graduated 2020 but again we're in a global pandemic so things are like you know things look differently um and let me know if you can still hear me because I'm like swapping out my airpods no, you're perfect. You're okay. I can fine. Perfect. So, yes, I graduated in 2020, but I still feel like kind of fresh out of college. Um, so to be so fresh out of undergrad, I feel oftentimes I am very to-do listy. Um, I'm very logistical. Um, but the moments when I'm able to reflect and look back on what I created is when I feel like, okay, like I feel rewarded in the sense of like, I put my all into it and I showed up because these days, like that is all I could do. Like showing up is my trophy. Like that's 50%. And then the other 50 is just killing it and I'm going to kill it. So. Yes. It's inevitable. Like it's already going to be great. You just have to like get task by task, day by day. Yes. Okay, I'm definitely working towards that too. I know college can be really difficult with that because there's always a deadline. Something is always due. Um, you know, bills are always due. We're always like glued to the calendar. So it's gonna be a work in progress to be happy with ourselves no matter how productive we are. Definitely. Well, definitely congratulations on all of the beautiful success you've experienced this isn't even half of it this isn't even a quarter of it so so much to look forward to in the future thank you so much okay so we talked about wins and congratulations and celebration i'm wondering mercy what about your failures or maybe some of your Mm -hmm. flaws have you forgiven yourself for your failures and your flaws? It's in waves. So failures for me often feel like, like I know where like, like one of my downfalls is not always being able to, um, not always able to honor myself. Um, And when I say honor myself, I mean like really like celebrate how far I've come and all that I've accomplished and all that I do and like the ways in which I show up. Um, So that would be a failure for me. And those are moments, like those come in moments and in waves. And, you know, those are my, those are my downfalls. Those are my lows, Um, but the highs are always really good. Like my bounce backs are crazy. Like (laughs) my bounce backs are massive. Um, So that's one thing that is always like a strength for me is like, I'm able to lift myself up, but like, you know, the failures happen. Like, I'm going to feel bad about myself sometimes. I feel like, you know, I'm human and I've been conditioned to feel like I need to work like a machine. Um, So, you know, I'm going to have those, I'm going to have those moments when I'm working. I'm always working towards like getting out of those low points. That is such a miraculous perspective. I love that. I think that is kind of what I'm learning now. It's like, oh my God, precious, the failures are going to happen. You don't Mm -hmm. have to, I mean, 
when I fail or when I consider something a failure, there is a significant amount of reaction time. Like I'll feel bad about it for the whole day or like mm-hmm. a, a handful of days. Mm-hmm. But I feel like what has cut that time in half recently is just kind of accepting it, floating with the waves of it, pretending like I'm in an ocean of life. It's just kind of floating with the waves. Right letting it happen and breathing because you you can't you can't win all the time or at least right you have to change your definition of winning like as long as you're trying that is a win Mm -hmm. for sure for sure and what I found is that you know what what I consider a win in the moment is not always what God or what the universe you know, has for me in that moment. Um, and sometimes things will happen like further down the line and I don't even realize it's happening because it's happening so quickly. And then like three months later, I'll be like, wait, oh shit. Okay, I just accomplished that. That was easy. And I'm like, actually, no, it wasn't. Remember everything you was going through, you was talking down on yourself. You was looking in the mirror, you was hating what you saw. You was doing this, you was doing that. You felt like you were inadequate, you know. Um, but you showed up and you showed up and look what happened. Another thing added to like the table, you know, another thing added to the building blocks of my life. So, yeah. Yes. Like we're never alone. Like there's always these, whatever, whatever um, one may believe in that force is always guiding them and leading them. Mm -hmm. For sure. For sure. All the stars are aligned. The stars have us in mind. So Oh, I I love that. Now, I'm curious to know, what is your favorite failure? Mm. What failure has taught you the most about yourself? My favorite failure is probably... um, So one, okay, so this isn't something that I consider a failure, but I think um socially it may come up or look like a failure um like earlier on um I'm the type of person to like quit a job like if the spirit leads me to just be like yeah I'm not coming in today that might be what is for me in that moment and I, I don't even I may not know exactly why but when I get those gut feelings um, which, you know, society would deem as a failure. Um, when I get those gut feelings, I have to, I have to just go with my first instinct and go out on a leap of faith and things always like turn out. Okay. Like I survived, but I also thrive in many ways after those like leaps of faith. So I would say my favorite failure, quote unquote, is taking the leap and not knowing what the hell is in front of me but just going for it and knowing that like i'll be good like i'm not gonna fall i'll be okay that's so scary like it's so yeah frightening. <laughs> yeah it is it is i definitely like lately i've been leaning into or trying to lean more into my knowing like just like my knowing of myself like leaning into the knowing that like everything will be okay i have what i need to make everything okay and if i don't have what i need i know what i need to do to get what i need um so i've just been like trying to lean into that because these days like it's very easy personally to like 
get in a rut and be there for weeks. And I can't, I can't afford to, to go back there mentally, you know, I can't afford to be that low for that long. Of course, it, affirming yourself is such a superpower. Just being able to tell yourself, yes, like I, mm-hmm. everything I'm longing for is already within and I have right. access to everything I'm ever going to need. Right. That, that, you must feel so power. That must make room for that much more power. Um, you must mm-hmm. feel powerful at the start of your day. It's just knowing that, yes, like anything is possible. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Okay. So then if that's your favorite failure, then what would you say is your favorite flaw? My favorite flaw. Hmm. My favorite flaw will probably be self-doubt just because I always prove myself wrong. (laughs) I always prove myself wrong. So it feels like so much better in the end. Um, Of course, in the moment, it feels like, because it's like you're doubting yourself and then you talk down to yourself for doubting yourself. um, And then you prove yourself wrong and you're like, oh, okay, piece of cake. You almost get excited whenever you feel like insecure or nervous for something. You're like, ooh, I guess this is another level. You want to know, okay, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this with you. I don't really talk about it often because sometimes I, I, I hate talking about things that aren't in existence yet because I feel like I'm going to jinx it. But I'm also trying to like lean into speaking things into life um, because words have power, the mouth has power. Um, I recently applied to grad school and, um, (laughs) it's just one of those things where it's like, girl, you know, you really could get this. And then it's also like, you also really could not. Um, but I've just been like, you know, it's going to happen, you know, and just think about it like this. You, you have what you need to apply for this a year or two ago you didn't have it. So it's just moments like that where I'm like, okay, it's okay. Self-doubt is okay, but you're gonna, you're gonna be good. Thank you so much for sharing that with me. It's so funny because my best friend, she is trying to apply for grad school too. And she's been talking to me about it. And for her, applying to grad school and, and, and making it and attending would mean moving. Mm-hmm. And she tends to have a lot of like her biggest epiphanies or just like her biggest challenges are whenever her location changes, um, okay. she get anxiety in places that she hasn't been before around people she hasn't met before. So it's always mm-hmm. a new experience, but I'm definitely getting a behind the scenes look at like what that can be like. Yeah. <sighs> But I promise, though, literally, yes, like you said, you have everything you need. Take, let's take this as a sign from the universe. You have everything you need in order, you. To, in order to achieve whatever is on your mind. And if that changes over time, that's completely okay as well. I receive you, it. You get to decide. I receive it. Thank you. Of course. Oh, I love that. Okay. Now, that's actually funny. Like, the application process in general is so, uh, 
it's a lot to take in it's mm-hmm. like you want to hit all of the boxes you want to fill out all of the requirements you want um to almost be over what is that word you're over capable or you're overqualified. You almost want to be mm-hmm. qualified for it. So I'm wondering in terms of just life in general, when you're applying yourself to situations and conversations and opportunities, do you try too hard? Like, do you want people to like you? No. And you know, it's so funny because even like in conversations, like I'll be having conversations with people and they'll like bring up something that I did. And I'm just like, you know, yeah, like I worked on that or like, yeah, I created that or like, you know, that was a collab that I was involved in. But it's just like, you know, like, yeah, you know, it, it, it exists. And they're like, um, hello, you did that. Like, celebrate yourself. And I'm just like, yeah, like, duh. But like, I'm not one that like, is very boastful in the sense of like, I feel like I got this, like, of course I got this, you know? Um, I think like socially I may come off that way because of, you know, my my artistry, particularly my my music. Um, but, you know, music is a time where I, I celebrate myself um, aggressively and I utilize that as a channel, um, but, you know, regularly and generally, I actually, some might say, like, some that really, really know me might say that, like, I have a hard time really, like, you know, um, <laughs> bragging on bragging on myself, essentially. Like, yeah, like, that's me. <laughs> Do you, are there, does anything come to mind in terms of maybe where that comes from? Like, I don't know if it's, I don't know if shy is the right word, but just uh, there's a hesitancy there. Um, yeah, um, I think I would say I've probably been conditioned to be that way slightly. Um, yeah, I might have been conditioned to be that way. I think that in my experience, people um assume that I, or like they, people assume that they know me basically, or that they um, have this idea of me in their mind, this image that they've painted of who I am. Um, And I think like in the past five years, maybe I've had to, you know, call myself in and like look and observe um, what that is and why that is. And I've, you know, struggled so much understanding it till recently. I'm like, I don't really need to understand why you think you know me or why you um, have this image of me in your mind because that's your thing. Like, that's not for me to hold. Um, but I definitely think I've, I've, I've been conditioned to, you know, kind of make myself small. So I'm practicing standing in my largeness and really being like, yeah, I'm, I'm that girl, you know? <laughs> yeah like taking up space like Mm -hmm. I don't know what that is like that lag of just like oh you do something that's great you don't want to say anything about it like Mm -hmm. ah that's so it can be frustrating but yes in terms of trying to get everybody to like you or just wanting everyone to like you there's really there's 
either like there's no way to tell but there's also like no time to be able to yeah. tell no time and you know and i don't care if people like me um <laughs> i don't care if people like me i'm very genuine in the sense of like what you see is what you get and i don't care if people like me and another thing is that i'm very sure of um myself in the sense of like i know who i am you know i don't need to um pretend to try to make myself more adequate like i just am who i am and i've been blessed to be able to just like be myself and have that lead me through um and really have that be my reward like i've been rewarded based on like who i am and what i create um and it's not always about what i'm doing for other people like you know i've been rewarded based on creating art that serves me um so that feels good you know yes because uh, yes like even if you yes like understanding that you don't have to prove yourself to anyone or you don't have to mm -hmm. earn anything or earn an opinion from anyone like you can just no. focus on yourself and even if you even if it does get that far and like you kind of people feel drawn to you sometimes it's limited like they like you one day they don't like you mm -hmm. the next day or they like you and then you do something or you're not being pleasant for them you're not being something for them or playing a role for them then they're like, oh, I don't like you anymore. So it's just mm. like, yes, it's just way more productive to just focus on the person that you're going to spend the rest of your life with, which is yourself. We, we, are, we are the loves of our own lives. So very true. I love that. You should write that somewhere. We are the loves of our own lives. Yes. Ooh, that's a I'm tattoo. I'm pretty sure I stole that from somewhere. I'm pretty sure somebody said that. <laughs> Just Google it. And if you don't find it on Google, it's yours. <laughs> okay, I'm going to copyright it tomorrow. I'm going to make some calls and copyright it. Oh, right. my God. <laughs> yes. Okay. No, that's, yes. We're going to work on that. That would be amazing. Now, okay. We do have to touch on your music and just kind of like what role music has played in your life. Um, cause I know when it comes to lyrics specifically, mm -hmm. do you feel like you're being heard? Do you feel like, is it a, is it a release for you? Like, where would you be without music? Oh, um, if I didn't have music, frankly speaking, I would probably be dead. Like literally um, music in addition to community has really saved me um, and saved my life. Um, not only just like writing it, but like the study of it. Um, I pay attention to other people's lyrics a lot too. And um, Yeah, music. Um, words are very powerful. Something about music um, really grounds me. And writing music, and I think like even like writing, you know, various 
various forms, um, various genres, so script writing, poems, um, poetry, um, writing raps really saves me. Um, it's very healing. I love the art of building worlds and creating life with words. Um, there's been times where I've written things, um, both in songs and in scripts, that have literally come to life in my life. Um, which is just confirmation that like, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Like writing is definitely the center of my work, the foundation. That is wonderful. Uh, words are so powerful. I feel mm -hmm. like maybe we get there's okay there's this saying that's like a picture's worth a thousand words or like sometimes words can't describe a certain feeling and I definitely believe in that like yes there are mm -hmm. some um non-tangible feelings non-tangible emotions of course mm -hmm. but there are so many words and mm -hmm. once you find a collection of words that are just so satisfying and relevant to whatever event whatever mental event you're in mm -hmm. there's nothing else like it it's like home it's home and you get to yeah. build your own worlds mm -hmm. and nobody else has to understand except you never really. that's like that was me with ooze um, ooze is not a, I wouldn't classify ooze as um, popular in the sense that it's like radio friendly, um, but it's very authentic and it's very genuine um, and it's very vulnerable. Um, there's feelings on ooze of fun, there's feelings of sadness, there's feelings of grief, there's feelings of reflection. Um, and there's feelings of like self-seeing, um, there's feelings of like self-praise, you know, um, congratulations, um, there's feelings of celebration, um, of like the body and just like life in general. Um, so that's why ooze is very, ooze is very personal to me. And I love the writing on ooze cause it's like me bearing it all, honestly. Um, one of my songs I say, um, from the ashes, I saw the shimmer sparkle of a crown. Um, and it's when like I was at one of my lowest points thus far in my life where um, because of community, because of music, I was able to really pick myself up. Um, and, you know, remember, remember my power. Yes, it's like a mosaic of, it's a, it's a mercy mosaic yeah a merciful mosaic a merciful <laughs> oh my god i love that oh my god we may have to that may be a title of a future project or something oh my god no no i'm so happy that that was home for you at that time and it and it's a super it's one of your superpowers that you can turn to at any time it's yours mm -hmm. it belongs to you definitely where do you believe music would be without you? What do you feel like you add to music that nobody else could ever offer if they tried for a million light years? So, <laughs> nah, um, 
Music without me would, it would have one less underground girl because I'm very proud to be an underground girl. I'm very, you know, it's something about the underground that's very, I love the authenticity. I love the, the genuineness. I love the rawness of the underground, be it, you know, music, be it performance, you know, whatever it be. Um, so it would have one less girl from the underground and um, being a music artist from Boston, um, you know, Boston in many regards, I slept on, um, and, you know, many people within Boston sleep on each other. Um, so me without, or music without me would be, um, less expressive, less argumentative, um, less demanding. Uh, music would be <laughs> music would be less raw, like music would be less real without me, frankly. Yeah. Yes, and I'm learning that whenever people are asked, like, what are their values in life? You know, what mm -hmm. what are the most important things to them either in a relationship or a career? And it's always, always, always transparency, honesty, like, just tell me the truth. You know, people just want yeah. the truth. Yeah. There's no reason to lie about it or sugarcoat it. Right, right. And, and it honestly, feels, it feels liberating bad. when you're able to be honest about you know, what's going on? That's why, you know, I said like, ooze is like, ooze, of course, like I'm sharing it with the public, but ooze is for me. Like I needed that, you know? Of course. And now it's like your time machine too. So if you ever feel any of those emotions again, you have the solid piece of work to return to. Right. Yes, honesty is so, so, so important. Mm -hmm. now okay we've been we've been hinting at time hinting at calendar I would love to explore like your relationship with time more with momentum <laughs> and velocity and inertia how often do you start over how often do you Ooh. reset Maybe so I'm a Sagittarius so when I'm bored with something <laughs> I am like I'm like over this, um, or when I feel like I need a break, I take it. So, you know, there's, and that was low key being with the, with the ooze actually. Um, my stuff had been written for a while. Um, I just, I needed to go away and then come back to doing the business of it and doing the, you know, the structuring of it. Um, you know, I, I'm one of those people that feels like time is everything and nothing because time and time again, I've been, it's been proven in my life that things are going to happen anyway. Things are going to happen. Good things are going to happen anyhow. Um, so, I kind of cherish, you know, moments of being alone, um, moments of being away from my art. And 
also now that I'm like getting into like so many different things, I kind of, I don't feel bored as often because I'm, you know, I'm involved in different, um, different channels per se. I love that so much. No, okay. I think I have a, maybe, I think I'm Sagittarius rising. I think I, I'm a Capricornus. Okay. I, I think I have a Capricorn moon, but I think I'm Sagittarius rising. So I totally, I think I understand the whole, like, mm-hmm. yes, like getting, getting restless, like just needing to yeah. completely shut off, go away into wherever that is. And then mm-hmm. come back when you're ready. For sure. My problem is I'll come back before I'm ready or I don't really like give myself a chance to, you know, mm. like that I we were talking about rest earlier. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, do you have that thing where you will be tired, but then you'll sleep and wake up and you won't be sleeping anymore, but you're still tired? Yeah. Last week I was going through something where like I would take these long naps and I would wake up and still feel drained. And I feel like for me personally, that's just my body saying not yet. (laughs) Like, not yet, you know, there's still more rest to get and I need to be recharged and I might not know what it's for, like what I need to be prepared for, but I know that my body needs to be able to withstand whatever's about to come. So, you know, she's asking for more rest. So I have to kind of, you know, I have to give into that. I can't really... I can't overwork myself and I can't overexert myself and I can't show up for other people at the expense of my own well-being. Did you have to learn that the hard way or have you always been certain about setting those boundaries for yourself? No, and I still struggle with it. It's something I'm working towards um, or working on. Um... I feel like I've had to learn the hard way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Like protecting your energy is just such a huge task, but it's like you said, it is so rewarding. It's worth Mm -hmm. it every time. It is. Okay. Oh, that is beautiful. Now I'm wondering, Mercy, what is your light? What brings light lightness into your life my light looks like watching youtube videos um watching music videos i'm a big music video person i love watching music videos i'm one of those people who like i can just let music videos play all day um music um but of course the visual so i love videos Um, I love watching movies. I love documentaries. I love to cook when I'm in the mood. Um, I love to eat. I love to drink. Like I said earlier, I love a fab meal. I love a cocktail. Um, Staying hydrated is my light. Like when I drink a lot of water, like I feel really good. Um, And self-care. So, you know, like hygiene and maintenance for me is my light. Like, you know, making sure I feel and look the way that I want to feel and look. Um, yeah, yeah. 
oh, I love that. No, I used to think I was crazy because I was just like, why am I just sitting here watching these music videos over and over and over again? Because it's fine. It just, there's something about music videos. It's like, I mean, they can be considered as films or short films, but mm-hmm. not, not, not quite a film, not quite a movie. Um, mm-hmm. But it's also not like a 30 second thing. It's just this. Mm-hmm. Oh, you understand. You understand. I, I get it. Definitely. Oh, yes. Okay. So, what light provides the most healing for you? Like, has it been starlight, sunlight, moonlight, incandescent light, like in, in your home? Um, sunlight. Sunlight? Yeah, sunlight. Sunlight specifically as it reflects off of water. I'm a big water person. I love water. Like water is very calming. Um, and when it's sunny, it's even like, it's even more relaxing for me. It would definitely be sunlight. Do you get a lot of sunlight? Do you, do you go on walks? A little bit more now. I didn't really used to because once I started driving, I was just like, child, I'm not walking nowhere. But a little bit more now, like I try to get outside at least once a day, I try. Um, And like outside, outside of like doing something like productive, you know, going out to get fresh air and stuff like that. But it's hard too, because it's so cold. I'm just like, this is abusive. Yeah, I'm a Northeast baby, so it's it's hard sometimes. But on days, because global warming is a thing, so it's been like 60 recently and like 50, and that's really good for Massachusetts. So yeah, I try to, you know, I try to get out there on the milder days, but when it's snowing and stuff, it's a struggle for me. So would you say summer, like spring and summer, kind of like more your favorite season? <sighs> yes, I've recently been telling my dad and a close friend of mine that like, I don't think I'm going to be here much longer. <laughs> like the Northeast is just like, if, I, if I'm if i going to live permanently in the Northeast, I need to have like a plan to go somewhere in the winter and like take opportunities and build elsewhere during the winter season and then like come back because the winter starting to really annoy me. Yes, uh, I guess, okay. Because tomorrow, this is February 28th right now. So tomorrow mm-hmm. we march. Hopefully, because I'm from, I'm in Arkansas, so it's like, we get a little bit of, like, it's, it's been snowing in February, but not nearly as bad as it gets in the Northeast. Like, my dad, he transports RVs, and he'll go to, like, Chicago, or, like, Mm. Illinois, and, like, even that will just be, like, be snow everywhere, it'll just be so Mm -hmm. cold. So, hopefully, temperatures will warm pretty soon. Definitely, I'm praying. (laughs) (laughs) Have you gotten a lot of sunlight throughout your life or have you always kind of been, have you always kind of marveled at the sun? Um, Yeah, you know, growing up, um, a big thing for my family was sitting on the porch. That was just like always like a thing. And it's funny because you would think like we live like down south, but literally, you know, inner city family, but you know, we love the porch. Um, our neighborhood, you know, neighbors loved the porch. Um, the porch was a special place. You sit on the porch, like soon as it became nice out, that's what you do. My grandmother, may she rest in peace. That was always something she loved to do. 
Um, my mother always loved that, my dad. So yeah, you know, sitting on the porch with cousins and stuff like that, that's always been a thing. Being outside has always been a thing. Can you still hear their voices like when you were younger and like the Absolutely, yeah. I can hear like the sounds of like my neighborhood. I can hear, I can smell like every Friday, like the Chinese restaurant will be booming. Like you could smell the, the smell of like everything. Um, the sounds like the cars going by with the music blasting, people coming up the street yelling hi, you know, all that sort of stuff like is very nostalgic. So, so would you say that if you, like whenever you're in one of your more pleasant mindsets, would you call that kind of like your porch mindset? Like, do, do, you, do does it take you back to to those feelings? You know, I never put it like that, but thinking about it now, yeah. Yeah, because it's definitely a um euphoric feeling. Mm-hmm. Of course, no, I completely understand the porch story. Like, because I think my grandmother, one of my grandmothers, she had a mobile home, but she had like this. The whole front of the house was this porch, and mm-hmm. I I wouldn't be able to go outside with my parents because they would be like smoking like cigarettes, and I would like. I have asthma, so I couldn't handle mm-hmm. it. But my grandmother, she loved to be on, she loved to sit out on the porch. And we would just like sit and just kind of like stare at the sky. And mm. she would tell me, like, not even these huge, like, because I think my dad has a lot of porch stories where he would get these like life lessons from his uncles about like mm-hmm. you know, these big themes about what to do, what not to do, what to strive for. My grandma would just tell me about like her doctor's appointments and like what she did that morning and just mm-hmm. that sense of purity and wonder. It's like, oh, there's just there's nothing like the porch, I'm telling you. Yeah. Facts. Uh, I really hope you get to have more of those moments as well, like throughout your life. Thank you. Yes, I will, for sure. But in general. Definitely, definitely. Community is really important for me, so. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Okay. All of your answers have just been so beautiful. We have made it to this last section. We're doing a tradition right now where we're asking each guest about love, all about love, their their take on love, their perspective and experience with love. So we mm-hmm. have just a couple more questions about that. Okay. So Mercy, what are you currently learning about love? I'm currently learning that love starts with me. Um, and I'm learning that love often looks like the small things and um i'm also learning that love can kind of lead me down roads that i have no idea about but just to like lean into that and to trust my god and to trust my heart um and trust that love will i'll always be surrounded by love to trust that, you know, to trust that I'll always have what I need to feel supported um, and I'll always be okay. Yes, we will always be okay. Love is ginormous and it can Mm -hmm. last for a thousand light years. So to think that there's not any of it left 
for you or for or for just one person like it the math doesn't math like it is the math ain't mathing. the equation doesn't work there's too much of it of course there's an infinite amount for you to still experience and and for you to experience within yourself from other people right. from your fan base um and from music itself music mm-hmm. can like show it can show you love as well your art can give you love back as well absolutely yes okay so do you feel like have you ever felt like you have given more love than you've maybe received yeah <laughs> yes um you know and it's hard because everybody's love languages is different which i think that would be another thing that i'm learning um as i you know um ascend more into adulthood i'm learning that you know people's love languages look different and it's okay if you don't figure out everyone's love language all at the same time um but like i said 50 percent is showing up so you know show up in ways that you can and like communicate with those that you love because they may be trying to love you but they may not know what it takes to love you they're loving you the best way they know how and vice versa you know you may not know what someone else needs but you show up in the ways that you can and as long as you communicate that that is your best in that moment like that is what matters you know you can always work through something but you have to be willing to do so i love i i love your perspective on love Mm -hmm. yes it doesn't look the same um compromise sorry another thing is compromise i'm learning compromise um because i'm a very type of like i want what i want when i want it person um but love doesn't always look like that you know love sometimes looks like compromise and you do it for the sake of preserving love you know preserving that bond Okay, I love the added that. Yes, compromise mm-hmm. is such a big thing. Because yes, I guess love languages. Whenever you are meeting someone for the first time or experiencing something for the first time, maybe there's this instinct to think or believe it should come immediately or mm-hmm. it's perfect immediately. But compromise kind of hints at like, okay, love is an action word. Like there are it takes time, it takes effort, it takes action. Um, And you also talked about how it doesn't look the same, like, you know, health doesn't look the same for every person, success doesn't look the same for every person, wealth doesn't look the same. So of course, love is going to be, love is going to be the same, it's going to be it's not going to be the same either. It's going to be different, yeah. It's going to be different. So, but that's beautiful though. That is, that's what makes love, love. Mm -hmm. So how do you prefer to receive love? Um, I prefer to receive love by people showing up. Um, I prefer to receive love by people asking I thoroughly enjoy when people ask what it is that I need or you know create the space for me to communicate what it is that I need 
Um, Because then I feel like you're willing to listen and not just like assume or, um, or like debunk my needs, you know, or my requirements for love. So, yeah. Asking is so important. Yeah, like a lot of people, they don't ask. You know, like a lot of people assume and even like romantically, you know, like people just like assume that they know like what I like or like what I require. And I'm like, you didn't even ask. Like it would have been much better if you had just asked. (laughs) Yes, because we all have our own bias. So however you are showing up, like, you are keeping in account like all of your past experiences, um, but you're not, there's no room for newness and for the unknown and for someone you haven't met before. Right, exactly. So, okay, I, I love that too. Yes, definitely ask. Okay, so for our final question about, mm-hmm. about love, Mercy, what do you love about yourself? What I love about myself is my nerve. Um, And I love my sense of urgency regarding care. Um, Care for myself and care for the people around me. That's what I love at least two of the things I love most about myself. Yeah. Well, Marcy, everything you love about yourself, all the love that you're able to experience, it is so prevalent, it's so obvious. It shines through every word you speak, every note you sing. So thank thank you. you so much for showing up for yourself. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you. Oh my god, okay, we literally did it, wow! Thank you, Mercy, for valuing rest and rejuvenation. Cheers to you for congratulating yourself, recognizing your superpowers, and cherishing each moment. You've developed a sonic signature of honesty and camaraderie. You are the love of your life. Each day is for you. Thank you all so much again for tuning into the How Are You Really Feeling podcast. To keep the conversation going, you're welcome to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, all with the username How Are You Really Feeling podcast. I'm sending you all a virtual hug because I promise you're doing your absolute best. (laughs) 